I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of Culture Vulture is brought to you by our mates at Prime Video and the new film 13 Lives. Tefano, and welcome back to your bona fide favorite <laughs> pop culture podcast. We need to come up with a synonym for bona fide because we how need long to come is up with an last? actual fucking slogan. I know we need to come up with an actual introduction. Your favorite pop culture podcast is that a slogan? Yeah. Oh no, it's just like... a pop culture podcast. No, oh, yeah, favorite. it literally is a pop culture podcast by shit you should care about. <laughs> just so you know wow. what you're listening to. <laughs> Just yeah, just in case you weren't aware, um, today we've actually got a really cool episode for you, as opposed to usual. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to usual, they're usually a bit shit, but um, they're usually go. so shit. We're talking about. Liv, I'm actually gonna say what we're talking about at the very start of this one because we never do that. And maybe no, I, well, actually, I think we did last week. I thought oh, we did quite well last week. But anyway, let's fuck. carry that on. Let's Get carry a roll that going. On. So we're going to be talking about the Bridgerton, the unofficial Bridgerton musical and why they're now being sued, the two girls that wrote it, by Netflix. We're going to be talking about Kim and Pete. Sorry, collected a bit of spit there. Kim and Pete and... (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is she pausing for dramatic effect? Kim and Pete. (laughs) No, it's just, I'm talking too fast for my body to like be able to handle it. (laughs) Lucy <laughs> just has to like have a spit bucket next to her. Yeah. Like I'm doing a wine tasting. One second. Yeah. <laughs> like, hold on. It's all to do with the wisdom teeth infection. Ooh, how are they, yuck. by the way? Well, okay, first of all, Kim and Pete and Chris Jenner and Chloe and Tristan, all of that scandal or whatever we call it. And then we're talking about Beyonce's latest album, The Rollout. All the scandals and uproars. Is that a word we use? Uproar? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I like that. I don't know. Everything that's arisen from one of her most, like, normal, regular people, normie rollouts of an album that she's done in a while, eh? Oh, for sure. The marketing's been much more standard than the rest of her her albums. But first, Liv, what describes your week, (laughs) Dal? Can we come back to how are your wisdom teeth? Because I would like to know. Oh, wisdom teeth genuinely feeling amazing. Now, oh, I will say, good. for everyone that wanted an update, which no one did, but I'm giving it to you. Well, I've did. Well, so. I did, yeah. <laughs> so, so we're all good. subject to it now. It turns out both sides of my face were actually infected. Um, need to get my wisdom teeth out. Also need about three grand worth of work done in my mouth <laughs> aside from that. Just, you know, growing up as a kid with problem teeth, eh? Hey, yeah, no, that that is quite devastating. At least we're in the same boat, Luz. Yeah, Liv also needs her wisdom to be out. So if you become a Cisco supporter, maybe we can get that done. Yeah, (laughs) 
Maybe we can finally get our infected wisdom teeth out so we don't have any more infections. I will also say, over the weekend, I'm in Wanaka at the moment, everyone, and I got here, I think, right in the nick of time because I may have been crumbling. I got a little bit of conjunctivitis, which I've never had before. (laughs) So I had an infected mouth, infected eyes... And no, like my nose was fine. Like that was the only part of my face. It's the only facial feature you could actually see. Everything else, was <laughs> everything else was just blamed. No, I honestly, I swear, I just work myself to the bone yeah. and don't realize. And then my body is just like to me, oi stop literally the thing is with lucy she's not good at telling when she's run down i felt you've become better at it over the last like year or so but she will just work 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 whereas me i'll feel the like tiny little like scratch in my throat i'll be like i'm having the day off yeah because you need to because it's actually Mm. smart because it sets you up so then you can maybe do a month of of work without exactly process yeah that's true Oh, but it's like it's all fun and games. What it describes is. your week, Cliff? What described my week was the beach, a little bit of R and R was amazing. I went down to my flatmates. Her auntie's got like this little kind of batch, which is I don't know, what did you say? Like a beach house? If you're not Yeah, from New it's Zealand. like a beach house but a real basic one. Real basic, like this is set in the fucking nineteen 19- 70s I would say it's like a bit of a time capsule so so cute right on the beach there was no one else on the beach it feels like you have it to yourself and we were only there for a night but it was just enough time to literally sit read there's no internet there's no screens like it was just amazing to yeah I just Mm -hmm. read books wrote in my little journal that was pretty much it for the entire time so it was beautiful but Luce what about you? Oh, that is gorgeous. Mine yeah. has been kind of the same. I do have written down here, I was trying to do an actual culture one. Oh, well so done. I have down here Snow Patrol and Taylor Swift's August because yes. I'm in Wanaka at the moment and yesterday it full on snowed and the snow settled on the ground, which doesn't often happen in Wanaka. Oh my gosh, I mean, it was happens that on the mountains. magical? It was magic. So I felt like I was in Snow, in snow Patrol, Love not the that. band. The actual, if there's a job, that's a snow oh. patroller. <laughs> I was taking it as the band, but that's all yeah, right. Yeah, so it was, well, oh. I'm trying to make it culture, but also. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. And then August by Taylor Swift, just because such a banger of a song, we've just come into August. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, just honestly. Nostalgic. It's nostalgic it's for something so you haven't good. experienced, I feel. Yeah. Nice. Well, well done. Relating it to culture. I was going to do, um, let's go to the beach, beach. Let's go get away. Let's go get away. Or Quite life's basic. a beach. Life's a beach. Life's a beach. Also, yeah. do you reckon, for me at least, 2022, the year of the working holiday? Oh, like <laughs> absolutely for you. Honestly, I have been in the office by myself for probably <laughs> more time this year than the girls have been with me every day. When I'm in the office, like everyone's like, where are your friends? Like, where are <laughs> yeah. they? That's what they say to me when you yeah, yeah, when yeah. you and Rubes aren't there as well. It's always like, where are you all? Literally. And honestly... We're just in our 20s doing our thing in our 20s. Yeah, we're like, when are we ever going to be able to just pop off to Australia for two weeks, work? Lucy's down in Monica, popping off. (laughs) Where are you going next, Star? 
Oh, was meant to go to Raro, but the trip oh. got cancelled. So. Oh, yeah, that's devastating. I'm going home, though. I'm going home for a weekend because your girl needs it. Absolutely. Anyway, um, should we get into some naughty or nices? I think we should. What have you got for us first, Luz? So, first of all, we have Netflix suing the creators of the unofficial Bridgerton musical following their sold-out show. So, Liv, we have talked about the two girls who go um, as... Barlow and Bear. This is a girl called Abigail and Emily. They wrote on TikTok a musical which was inspired by Bridgerton the show, and they won a Grammy for it. Liv, I think we talked about mm. it in our Grammy yeah, no, episode. we did, we did. And these two actually listened to our Culture Vulture episode about it and put it on their Instagram. Yeah, and, and we were like hailing it. We were like, "Fuck oh, yeah. yeah, they've won a Grammy. This is fucking amazing." Yeah. Because truly, it gives me, like, fan fiction vibes. You know when you're so inspired by something? I've never written fan fiction, but I adore people that do. And Mm -hmm. when you're that inspired by something, that it inspires you to create something. And so at the start, even Netflix were behind it. Like, Netflix tweeted about it, saying how cool it was. I guess it was really good marketing for them at the start. Well, that's what I was going to say. Pretty much free marketing, right? Like, getting everyone hyped as fuck for Bridgerton. Exactly. Then they won a Grammy for it. Netflix was still kind of chill. Um, but mm-hmm. they Netflix did make it clear from the beginning that they didn't authorize like the recording of this album, um, but they weren't going to stop it. But they weren't, they didn't, you know, they didn't have Netflix's backing to go and do this. It was completely separate. But now Barlow and Bear, the two girls that wrote the musical, have started doing live performances of it. And so it's been obviously marketed as the Artificial Bridgerton musical or like musical performance. And I'm guessing they're charging for the live performances? Yeah, charging for it, selling merch that's sort of, you know, aligned with it. And so naturally, I mean, this makes complete sense. Netflix and the creator of the show and the book aren't sort of chill with this No, anymore. they're sort of like, you're now profiting off of our art, which yeah. you didn't create. Yes. yes. Um, so Netflix claims that Barlow and Bear refused to negotiate a license that would allow them to distribute the album and hold live performances without any issues. Um, and also by doing these live performances, they were taking people away from Netflix's own, like, they have a Bridgerton live thing that they do. Mm. And so people that were going to support Marlon Beer instead of that, like I can see it. So it kind of became competition almost. Yeah. And they also said, we've tried hard to work with Barlow and Beer and they have refused to cooperate. The creators, cast, writers and crew have poured their hearts and souls into Bridgerton. So we're taking action to protect their rights. So Julia Quinn, who is the author of the Bridgerton books, she said, first of all, she was flattered and delighted when Barlow and Bear started creating their TikToks and the songs. But now, like, there is a difference, she says, between composing on TikTok and recording and performing for commercial gain. I hope that Barlow and Bear, who share my position as independent creative professionals, understand the need to protect other professionals' intellectual property, including the characters and stories I created in the Bridgerton novels over 20 years ago. Shonda Rhimes, who produced the Netflix series, said what started as a fun celebration by Barlow and Bear on social media has turned into the blatant taking of intellectual property solely for Barlow and Bear's financial benefit. Just as Barlow and Bear would not allow others to appropriate their IP for profit, Netflix cannot stand by and allow Barlow and Bear to do the same with Bridgerton. 
all completely fair, I think. Yeah, I think so too. And like, surely Barlow and Bear can see where they're coming from. Oh, I think so too. Barlow and Bear haven't actually said anything about this yet. And I think, because they seem like really genuine, nice people and amazing like creatives and composers and stuff. How scary would it be to be in this position? No, Liv, I can't stop thinking about it. Like, because they're creators like they probably yes. don't know the ins and outs of like creative law right so you just suddenly be like holy fuck we're in this situation we're getting sued like yeah oh that terrifies and they were me. riding the wave for so long like they must have yeah. thought after winning a grammy for this and being able to release it on spotify and stuff like they must have thought oh yeah we're just getting off scot-free like yeah and then there was just a few things that must have taken it too far totally and i'm Glad that Netflix has kind of been like, we have tried to, you know, come up with yeah. an agreement with Barlow and Bear. Like, that would be so scary if suddenly it's like, okay, no, you've crossed this threshold. We're suing yeah. you for this amount of money. There's nothing you can do about it. That would be I reckon best case scenario is that they come up with some sort of licensing deal so that surely Barlow and Bear can keep doing this, but, you know, paying like their dues to the people that actually created it. Yeah. A percentage of yeah. whatever. Yeah. And a lot of people, because um, I wrote about this in the newsletter, and a lot of people said, in terms of fan fiction, the reason that things like Fifty Shades of Grey, which was based on the Twilight saga, and also After, which is based on Harry Styles' fan fiction, are fine, whereas this Bridgerton one's not really fine, is because even though um, Fifty Shades of Grey took inspiration and things like that, all the main parts, like names and places and events, like that's all been changed. That wasn't... yeah. If you IP. watch Fifty Shades of Grey and Twilight side by side, side by side, like there is quite a lot of difference. Like, it is oh yeah, a, they're not even in the same world, really. I guess it's just that power dynamic. Yeah, and because fan fiction's amazing, because obviously you've been inspired for, by one thing to go and make your own thing. But yeah, if you are copy and pasting, or if you're profiting, mm. right? If you're profiting off of someone else's world that they've created then um, yeah someone else's characters that they've written yeah, yeah then, it just doesn't make sense yeah so I, I hope there's a good end because i'd be shitting myself if i was no abigail or emily i would be fucking scared i'm sure they're sorting it out i'm sure like, they are i hope they've got the help they need so, uh, yeah anyway same. anyway my next story is a bit more a bit more light and needs a bit less digging um kim and pete broke up they broke up after about nine months of mm. dating Live. Which is a funny time period, isn't it, Lucy? Yeah, it's a funny, it's a fickle one. It's a funny mm. one, that. Because <laughs> um, at the same time, in the same weekend, in fact, that Kim and Pete broke up, Chloe and, and Tristan Thompson, he who shall not be named, though I just mm. named him, um, had a new baby via surrogate. So, I mean, if you want to connect the dots, which I am you could maybe see that Christian has been working incredibly hard to cover up mm. um, the fact that Chloe's just had another baby with Tristan. Honestly, like, the PR shit is actually so fucking interesting. So smart. It's so wild. But then it's like, how blatant could you be to have, like, a nine-month yeah. relationship? Like, that is so... Surely you'd do, like, a year. <laughs> And then people wouldn't be so... I still, and this is me, just wanting to have some good things in life. Like, I choose to believe... This is Lucy the romantic. Which doesn't come out very often. I choose to believe (laughs) that Kim and Pete were together, but 
maybe they broke up three months ago and Christina was like, hold on to this until Chloe's baby's due or like, you know? Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I want to, I want to believe that it wasn't a full publicity stunt because that like time and energy yeah. and then Kim wouldn't be able to date anyone else during that time. Like, you know, I know. set her back. So anyway, I've read a few reports, not that I actually really care about the actual relationship. I'm more clear about the PR, but I've read a few reports, one that said they sort of split quite amicably and it was just long distance was getting in the way, Pete's overseas filming a new movie, whatever. But then another one said that Pete, uh, Kim just got exhausted by Pete's immaturity, which I don't know. I, I mean, I don't care. So well, I might just stop talking now. Oh, first story. Do we reckon naughty or nice? Oh, I mean naughty or Naughty. Balo and Bear. Yeah. 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 Naughty. N- naughty. Um, and, and this next story is yeah. naughty, but in a sort of like Chris Jenner, you naughty, <laughs> naughty, naughty, naughty manager. Woman. You naughty, naughty, <laughs> absolute financial goddess. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. Um, right, before we get into the main event of today's podcast, which is the literal queen, Beyonce, Liv, I think we better hear from our wonderful sponsors this week. I think we should too. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Liv, do you know that story of the soccer team and their coach who were trapped in the Tamluang Caves in Thailand? Yeah, Luce, I actually do, and it's fucking incredible. For anyone who doesn't know, back in 2018, a football team and their coach got trapped in an underground cave system in Thailand, and their rescue is like nothing we've ever seen before. I know. I remember watching it on the news as it was happening, but I don't think I registered like how incredible and almost unorthodox of a rescue mission it was. I really don't want to spoil what happened for you all, if you don't already know, but there's just been a really gorgeous and super considered retelling of this amazing story in the new film, 13 Lives, which is on Prime Video. I totally agree, Luce. I think what I loved about this film, and this has actually been backed up by some of the reviews I've read about it too, is that it doesn't dramatise or sort of over-Hollywood the story because the true events are like by far dramatic enough that it speaks for itself. Same, Liv. That was the one thing that I was really watching for. I was hoping that the film would do the real story justice and sort of help bring attention to how legitimately incredible everyone that was involved with the rescue was. And it really, really did it so well. Yes, they actually really did. You all have to go and watch 13 Lives on Prime Video and let us know what you think because it is so amazing. So, Luce, we are talking about Beyonce's new album, Renaissance, today, and sort of all of the drama that's been unfolding alongside it. So, it's actually been six years since Lemonade came out. Can you believe that? I can't believe... No, no, it doesn't. Time is fucked. Time is so fucked. Remember, 2016, it was our first year of uni, and it was the year of, like, Lemonade and um, Frank Ocean's album Blonde, and there was, like, oh my a whole lot of amazing music that came out that year. Yeah. yeah. I remember at uni listening to Hold Up, 
Yes. Just, just having the yeah. time of your life. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So she hasn't released a full studio length album since 2016, but she has been very fucking busy. I mean, Bay works hard. She released an album with Jay-Z under the name The Carters called Everything Is Love, which I actually really like. Luce, have you listened to that album before? I haven't. I actually haven't. It's the one where they have the music video in the Louvre, and it's such a power statement because it's like they obviously closed the Louvre for mm. the music video for Ape Shit, mm. and it's like no I one else in the world no could would do be that. able. No, not at all. She's also she did Coachella, her homecoming performance, and released the homecoming album, which was fucking amazing. I love. I always listen to that album on Spotify, and then she also. I love that the, you threw it on Spotify. <laughs> They don't sponsor this, by the way, everyone. No. I always... always Oh, my God. They don't sponsor it. Anyway, you can listen to it wherever you get your your music. Um. (laughs) Beyonce's also not sponsored this. Which, if you fucking read my newsletter, like, there are so many in, like, What's More to Feed On? I give all of these articles, Beyonce, 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 but... Seriously? Beyonce and you better read, right now. you better read the Culture Vulture newsletter oh, if you're listening really to this. You really should, honestly. Bitches. Whole lot of good extras. But she also did the, is it like the live action Lion King? Which is Yes. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah. She voiced Nala and she wrote quite a few songs for the soundtrack for that. So she's been doing a whole lot of shit. I'm sure she's been doing some clothing stuff as well she always is so she's just released a new album on the 29th of july so it only came out like a week or so ago and the album was actually leaked 36 hours before it was meant to go live which just doesn't really happen in beyonce land Mm. in the bay hive Hive, exactly so the rollout for this album was really interesting for beyonce because in 2013 she released her self-titled album And it was the first time in sort of music history that an album was just dropped out of the blue with absolutely no marketing. And it really changed the way that people released albums. And so she followed that with Lemonade. Um, She released a documentary. Is that how you say it? Documentary? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, this is back to the biopic, biopic (laughs) situation. We had so many emails from lovely listeners that said they were pissing themselves about us not being able to figure out biopic. And then (laughs) the robot voice. (laughs) Is it biopic? Did we get to the bottom of it? Yeah, it's biopic, but we really got ourselves turned around. Yeah, I don't even know why I just stumbled on documentary. What, documentary? Yeah, I think I just, like, overthought the entire word. So Renaissance wasn't released out of the blue. So it was actually announced on Instagram. Um, She got rid of a whole lot of, like, recent photos and then posted, like, eight to nine photos from her Vogue photo shoot, which I would recommend reading that article about Beyonce. I actually haven't finished it, but what I've read was really good. I'll put it in the newsletter as well for all of you subscribers. Nice. And then she posted a picture of her basically naked on a glass horse, which is the album cover for Renaissance. Um, and it was captioned Act One Renaissance 729. So you can assume that this is the first act. A lot of people were saying in maybe a three act sort of trilogy of albums. Mm-hmm. 
So there's a lot more to come from Beyonce. And she captioned it with, Creating this album allowed me a place to dream and find escape during a scary time for the world. It allowed me to feel free and adventurous in a time when little else was moving. My intention was to create a safe space, a place without judgment, a place to feel free of perfectionism and overthinking, a place to scream, release, feel freedom. It was a beautiful journey of exploration. I hope you find joy in this music. I hope it inspires you to release the wiggle. Ha! (laughs) And to feel as unique, strong, and sexy as you are. Did she say ha? Or did you add that in? Yeah, she did. No. Release the wiggle. Ha! Ha. Yeah. Ha! (laughs) Exclamation mark. (laughs) Oh, God, Beyonce. She's feeling a little jokey. She's feeling a little quirky these days, eh? Yeah, she is. Honestly, she really is. She must have been on TikTok, I reckon. Getting into her lowbrow. I wonder how much she keeps up with the media or whether she just employs someone to do that for her and write a report for her every week or something. If I were her, that's what I'd do. Write a report? I'd rather scroll on TikTok for 20 minutes and read a fucking week-long report. (laughs) (laughs) However, I reckon she is up with TikTok because otherwise, why wouldn't she just drop another album out of the blue? I reckon she knows that it might not work Mm. in this day and age because there's that much going on. Literally, there's just a total oversaturation. This is the thing. When I was thinking back to 2016 when these huge albums were being released, Lemonade and Blonde, like it was a whole moment. It was yeah. everyone in the hall was talking about it. Like, it was all everyone was listening to. Now, shit gets dropped and it just gets, like, sucked into the sea of other shit. Like, yeah. even like, Beyonce. Is it a good or a bad thing? Because I feel like that's... Everyone in the halls was listening to it. There was this whole, like, social cohesion. You yeah. Know, it was, like, one thing that we all loved. But is it better that now there's that much stuff that we're all finding our own individual shit that we love? Yeah, I don't know. I think there's pros and cons. I mean, I think it is sad that the kind of cultural moment of music isn't as much of a thing. Um, I was reading an article about Glastonbury and how that was the one thing to kind of bring that back in the last few years because it was televised and everyone was sort of tuning in to, like, no matter who was on stage, it was like whoever was on stage at that time was the person that we were all watching kind of no matter your taste which Mm. is really nice and then you all talk about it and then you all listen to music that you wouldn't necessarily listen to but then on the other hand it is nice that music is getting more democratized and that people can make music in their bedrooms and become successful Mm. I don't know it's an interesting Uh, and it might might not even be a case of what's better what way was better and more just like Oh, the world is changing and it's random and our music consumptions are sort of reflecting that. Yeah, and it is what it is sort of thing. It is what it is. So then she released Break My Soul, which was the single for the album. Full dance song. It was pretty different to what people expected. Did you listen to this song, Liz? I listened to it and it's not for me, but Mm. it is for a lot of people. I I was talking to some people in the office who said that maybe it wasn't for me because it didn't have the nostalgia factor, factor of, like, the 90s club bangers that were yes. playing that yeah. it really is reminiscent of. When I wasn't in clubs in the 90s, I was not even actually born. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I couldn't have been in clubs. That's exactly – I feel the exact same way, I think. I listened to it and I was like, I get it. Like, I get that it's a bop. I get that she's making this sort of, yeah, like, house music, almost very reminiscent of clubs yeah. and everything, which is obviously what she's tried to do – throughout the pandemic of us not being able to go to clubs and, like, bring it to people, which is an awesome concept. But, yeah, it's never been the type of music that I was, like, brought Mm. up on, I guess. Yeah. So 
I think this very much follows the entire album. Have you listened to the album yet, Luce? I have listened mm-hmm. to the album. With me and Beyonce, it's interesting because some of her songs... <laughs> like our friendship is just... It's a unique one. Just, you know? I don't know. It's Sometimes changing. we're vibing, sometimes we're not. <laughs> no, there's like a handful of songs that are, make me think she's the best artist in the world. Also, mm. I think she's one of the best... I mean, this isn't a hot take. Singers in the entire motherfucking world. Oh, in fact, fuck. I think she is yes. the best. The thing um, she can do with her voice. It's ridiculous. And it just gets better and better. If you listen to Beyonce when she was in her 20s versus now she's 40, mm. like her voice is just getting more and more interesting. Like her range is increasing. Yeah. It's fucked. I think, and she doesn't do this enough, but I really love Beyonce's country vibe. Like mm. when she does country stuff because she's from Like Texas daddy lessons. And, yeah, like daddy, I just wish she did more of that but that's like a personal thing because I low-key like country music as well anyway her newest album I listened to it once I felt real pumped up and real confident but I wasn't like I'm this is going to be one of my life defining albums no I totally agree it's kind of similar to what I felt about Lizzo's special I liked Beyonce's renaissance better because I thought that special was a little bit like I don't know too sweet like too I yeah. don't know how to say it, but maybe not enough depth. Whereas Renaissance, yeah. like, has it all. I think it's just, yeah, like, it's not quite what I personally look for in a song. But yeah. I listened to it on a run, and that was great because it yeah. kept me going. Yeah, I listened to it biking to work, and I was like, got there. And yeah. I was like, I fucking hadn't even biked to work. I was in a different world. Yeah. Like, not, yeah. you shouldn't listen to music while you're on a bike. Just period. You shouldn't <laughs> do that. Don't follow Lucy. Don't no. follow Lucy. We're not influencers. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Break My Soul was released. And then the album was leaked 36 hours before it was meant to come out. Um, and then she posted a photo of herself under a disco ball with her boob out, but her hand was covering it. And then she released like a little note. So I guess... All of the imagery has been quite, like, raunchy and very much what you expect from Beyonce and sort of, not not that it's got shock value, but that it's like, here I am, post this, share this, like, this is an exceptional yeah. image. Um, yeah. And then she released a little note saying, so the album leaked and you all actually waited until proper release time so you can enjoy it together. I've never seen anything like it. I can't thank y'all enough for your love and protection, which is really nice because... I guess Beyonce fans don't get that much from Beyonce, so it's nice mm. for her to do a little personal note. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then so the album then came out. So obviously there was quite a bit more of a rollout mm. this time than her previous albums, which, as we just discussed, is probably to do with the state of the music industry and how we're listening to everything right now. Yeah, so. defo, I reckon. But now live. My whole Twitter feed has just mm. been different Beyonce drama. I love the oh. way she deals with drama because she sort of... Well, I love it, and it's also interesting. She it's, silently fixes it, or yeah, fixes in quote marks. It's like she's above it all. But yeah. then also, I get, I get it. She's a business, right? Like, yeah. they're fixing it. But yeah. people are so used to having that personal interaction with their celebrities now through social media that it's just so interesting to compare what happened to Lizzo versus what happened to Beyonce. So maybe that's a good place to start, Luz. Yeah. So yeah. you brought this up in a naughty or nice the other week, didn't you? Yes. The, what um, happened with Lizzo? What happened with Lizzo? And essentially, 
you've probably you've probably heard or seen us talk about it or write about it, but essentially Lizzo used the word spaz in one of her songs, which she was then told by disability advocates that this isn't a word that she should be using. So she took it down, re-recorded her song, put a new song up, and like did quite a graceful job of owning up to a thing that she, one, didn't really realise mm. was wrong, but two, she didn't want to hurt anyone regardless. So she owned up and she fixed it quickly. Literally... The same thing happened with Beyonce, which is interesting. She used, Like a few weeks later. Yeah. She used the same word in a song, a song that was co-written by Drake, I think. Mm. Yeah, I, I was interested about this one because I was sort of thinking, haven't you or your people seen what literally just happened with Lizzo? And wouldn't you try to fix it before it was a problem? Yeah, like, is this a statement? Is this a PR move on her behalf? Like, I'd like to think not, yeah. but is it? You know, like, her and Jay-Z are pretty good with PR themselves. I mean, yeah. they're kind of almost on Chris Jenner's level. But because it is really interesting, surely she'd hire someone to be scoping out music media all the time and see what's going on and then make that parallel between, oh, shit, we're about to release a song with the same lyric. It's just really weird. Or is it like, yeah, we're above this or let's just see what happens? That was my thinking. It was there a little bit of let's test how untouchable we are and see if we're being held to a different standard as someone like Lizzo. And it turns out they were both held to the same standard, but people that weren't held to the same standard mm. were the likes of, yay, Kanye West, who has also used the exact same word in one of his songs and didn't face the criticism. Yes. I mean, it was a different time, yes, but didn't face the criticism that these two women both faced online but yeah i thought it was interesting that beyonce let it get there it's really interesting as well like the way that she deals with it versus the way that lizzo deals with it and just shows her star power like she can just go in silently change shit yeah and is kind of let off the hook but do you feel like she has been let off the hook by by people i feel like she has been. I also feel like Lizzo... Okay, it's not really being let off the hook because Beyonce also re, re-recorded or is re-recording it without the line. But Lizzo did this wonderful statement about how she, as a fat black woman, has faced you know enough derogatory terms thrown her way in her time that she was like, absolutely, I'm not going to be the person making anyone else feel uncomfortable. Let me change it. Made a statement so the world can learn from it. Beyonce differed because she sort of did it quietly her PR people got on it and sure made statements, but she herself, and mm. I think we'll see this in some of the other things she's done, Liv, um, with this rollout, didn't really make a statement or anything about her changing her ways. So then it's harder for the world to see what went wrong and then see what went, see how it got fixed and then learn from it. Yeah, it's hard with Beyonce because she obviously prioritizes privacy all the time and has really yeah. limited interaction. Like she barely ever does interviews. She mm. doesn't, really ever like even write captions on her social media posts she doesn't have that sort of voice in public like Lizzo does whereas Lizzo will mm. get on her Instagram and just you know chat away yeah. and yeah. she has that really open form of communication so I think it's maybe not the fact that Beyonce doesn't want to say these things and want to apologize for it but she's created this kind of world for herself where she mm. is very much just a face and not a voice accompanying her music, I guess, that she almost couldn't break character for that. 
Yeah. And and I respect that mm. um, keeping herself separate from, you know, because it would be hard to be Beyonce level public. Yes. Like figure vibes. But, yeah, maybe there's a time and place where you should comment on what you may have done. Yeah, whether like, oh, it is fuck. just another note like she did. Obviously, she commented yeah. on her album Leaking. So it shows that she actually can come out and even just two sentences people will appreciate. Mm. But. Also, Liv, did you see um, when Lizzo and Beyonce was trending on Twitter, Lizzo tweeted, like, instead of... Because obviously Lizzo and Beyonce was trending because everyone was talking about the fact that they'd done the same thing. And then Lizzo just tweeted, OMG, like Lizzo and Beyonce's trending. Like, yes, younger me would be quaking right now or something like that. Like didn't even address. Yeah, she didn't give a fuck that it was for a negative thing in the press. But no. what is funny, because I was watching her carpool karaoke, her recent one, and she was basically just being like, everything I do is because of Beyonce. She's my hero. Like, she makes me feel amazing, and that's how I want other people to feel when they oh. listen to my music, which is awesome. So then it kind of gives context for her being like, oh, my God, me and Beyonce are yeah. trying to get the same yeah. one, Which And then did you see that Beyonce's just remixed one of her songs and put all these, like, phenomenal, powerful black women in the song? And put Lizzo as one of the names. No, I haven't seen that. But she didn't put in Khalees, and everyone's been, who we're going to hear, there's a little bit of drama with Khalees as well, um, and everyone's been tweeting like, oh, if only Khalees didn't kick up a fuss, she would be in the ring. <laughs> She'd be in there. <laughs> anyway, Liv, maybe it's a good time for us to tell people about that. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a good segue. So... There have been a few controversies with Renaissance and one of the main ones has been Beyonce's interpolation of Khalees' song Milkshake, which was like a hit in 2003. It's like a huge fucking song. Everyone knows it. What? Is that the song My Milkshake Brings All the Yeah, oh, okay. All the Boys to the Yard. I thought that was um, Fergie and that is so bad of me. <laughs> no, no, because it's, it's Fergie-esque. It's like, yeah. how come every time you come around my London? It's in there. Also, interpolation, for anyone that wants to know, like a huge, wonderful rundown of interpolation, Liv and I have a podcast called, uh, Liv and I have an episode called No, Olivia Rodrigo is not stealing your music. And it's all about how she, did she steal? Did she sample? Or did she interpolate Paramore? Yeah, so if you want to kind of know the definitions of each of these musical terms, go to that podcast. We give a proper thorough Such rundown. So, which would take ages, so we're not going to do that in this episode, but please do that if you're a little bit confused. So, basically, Beyonce has sampled or interpolated quite a lot of music on Renaissance. And... A lot of the people have kind of been flattered. They've been like, oh, my God, like, Beyonce's used my music. This is awesome. So the thing is with interpolation, they have to ask the songwriter if they can use their song in the new album or whatever. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to ask the performer because often the performer, so, like, the person whose name you know, is like with Khalees and Milkshake. Khalees was the, was the performer, but she's not got any songwriting credits. So it's this huge complex situation where it's like if people have been swindled out of their own songwriting credits, which we know happens quite a lot in the music industry, they then aren't asked by the people taking their songs to rework into their new music. So it creates this real 
kind of toxic environment like this is my song but it's also like you don't have to ask me to use it you have to ask the songwriters to use it and also exactly quickly interpolating is when you use the same sort of melody but not the same lyrics but you re yeah so you re-record it is an interpolation whereas a sample is when you actually take a piece of music from a song say milkshake it would be Khalees singing and they've taken a little sample and you hear that a lot on on rap tracks like Kanye does it all the time so here we're talking about interpolation so if you listen to Renaissance, you'll hear little bits of music where you're like, oh, that's really familiar. Like that tune um, reminds me so much of this yeah. other song. That's probably because she's taken some of the notes from that song and interpolated it within her own music. So this is what we're talking about here. So first of all, Robin Stone, who goes under the name Robin S, she has a really famous song called Show Me Love. And... Beyonce interpolated this. So basically the same thing happened. Robin S. didn't have writing credits on the song, so didn't realize that her song would be in Beyonce's new music until she literally heard Mm. the new music when we all did. So Robin took this actually as a compliment and was like, oh my God, amazing. Like this song was written in the 70s. I love that it's still valid, like and Beyonce's Mm -hmm. using it, like so cool. But then it did bring up old wounds because... The writers of the song apparently never gave her proper credit, is what mm. she has been saying, and saying that the first note is hers and all the ad libs are hers as well, and that she added all the flavor to it. And she basically thinks that they've just been profiting off of her for a really long time. And so they're continuing to do so because they're the ones getting paid for the interpolation of the song in Beyonce's new music. Mm. So this also happened to Khalees with Milkshake. And with Khalees, she wasn't happy. She was not happy about the fact that Beyonce had used Milkshake. And her main thing was that Beyonce hadn't mentioned it to her. Like, all she wanted was a heads up to be like, hey, like, we're using your song. Or like, hey, can we use your song? And then she was even like, if I had have said no, they could have gone and used it anyway because I didn't have writing credits. But... It's just the common courtesy of asking, basically. And so Mm -hmm. she was annoyed, and I think she personally knows Beyonce, so she was kind of, like, doubly annoyed at that and talking about, you know, feminism and black women supporting black women in the music industry because they're a minority, and she was kind of like, you've got to walk the walk, not just talk the talk, right? But do you think Beyonce, because she interpolated so much for this album, she just assumed that her team would be all over it in the right way? I mean, probably I would say that Beyonce would have so many people working under her and maybe it got lost in translation. I don't know. We could give the benefit of the doubt there. But I think also for Khalees, it really did bring up this whole, the fact that she wasn't credited as a songwriter on her song Milkshake um, and the songwriters Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo of the Neptunes swindled her out of publishing rights for the two albums that they made together and Milkshake was on one of these albums. So this is a whole nother conversation. Yeah. But it shows the music industry is really kind of volatile when it comes to who owns what, especially back in 2003 when people 
you know, couldn't take to Instagram and get the backing of the public. So she's sort of like, I don't fucking have rights to these albums. Pharrell and Chad Hugo are still making money off of my song through Beyonce's new music and I'm not getting any of it. And I didn't even know until like fans pointed it out to me that she had interpolated my song. Especially with like a song like Milkshake, which would have been Mm. licensed out for so many movies and stuff. So many things. All those early 2000s movies. That's actually... A big, way bigger conversation, eh? A way bigger conversation. So she hasn't seen any of that. You can actually go and see her um, videos she took to her Instagram to kind of explain this all. And she was definitely had a right to be angry. And I totally get where she's coming from. There's also a good article in Vulture all about it. If you can't find maybe their stories that have disappeared now, the videos mm-hmm. are on there. But again, an interesting conversation showing the state of the music industry and the horror that is publishing rights and the fact that, you know, a lot of the time men had a lot of writing power or they would get credited. Like she said that Pharrell didn't even write a single thing on that Mm. song, but yet he still got credits on it because that's how these labels work. And it's sort of like no matter how good the music industry is from here on, there's still these hits that are going to be interpolated for years and years. It's exponential because yeah yeah the more people hear it the more they're gonna want to interpolate it and then the more cultural significance it has and the less money is going to the person who actually wrote it or performed it so you should everyone if this is interesting to you you really should go and listen to our past episode about olivia rodrigo and paramore because it is so interesting once you start taking a deep yeah, dive. it really is. And now I think a whole lot of shit is coming out about the music industry and the way that it's been run for so many years and people are like, nothing about it is fair. So it's going to be really interesting for the next like decade to see how it changes now that kind of the secrets are being exposed, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, that's a little rundown of Renaissance. And all of the Fuck. shit that's coming with it. And, you know, Beyonce doesn't go quietly, basically. No, but she kind of does when it comes to, mm. like, having to make statements and shit. So she's kind of living yeah, the true. dream. She kind of is. Yeah, she gets to make all of this mess but then sit back and relax. But remember when... Oh, this is such a tangent. But remember when she got in that fight in the elevator. Oh, no, no. Remember when Solange got in the fight in the elevator? Actually, Shameless have a really good episode on that whole drama in their Scandal series. So go and listen to that. Maybe that's on my radar. Yes. Because I don't have any on my radars. So going and listening to the Beyonce Solange elevator issue on Shameless. I think it's called Elevator Gate. Nice. That's that's yeah. on my radar. Liv, what's on your radar, Da? Um, so, Luce, on my radar this week is something actually of yours. So, you teamed up with Pocket to put together a collection of oh. all the best pieces of content that you've found where pop culture explains the world. I have, and I'm really obsessed with this collection. For, th- for those of you who don't know... Pocket is literally my favorite app in the world. I think I've talked about it before. It's like at the tap of a button, you can save articles from anywhere. It's like a bookmarking app. It's how I save literally everything I write about in the newsletter for Culture Vulture. It's very cool that I or we have done a collection with them. Honestly, I can't wait to read it. And if any of you want to read it as well, go to getpocket.com slash Siska or check out the link in our show notes because there's some really, really good articles in there, handpicked by Lucy. Yes. 
God, more just more content from me for you all. <laughs> yeah, you didn't ask because <laughs> there's not enough. not enough out there. Love what else is on your radar, doll? Um, I've also got the movie Bodies, 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 which has Pete Davidson. It's an A twenty four movie. Um, I think. I can't remember, but it might have someone who worked in Euphoria kind of behind it. I love that. It might. We'll give them some credit. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. We're just trying to help Pete now that he's gone through a breakup. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not quite sure, like, how it will be. It looks quite interesting from the trailer, like a bit of kind of teenage horror vibe. Okay. Yeah. So, Pete, we're here to give you some love. It's a... Yeah. It's a tough time when Chris is dictating your every move. Unless you were immature and that's the reason for the breakup. <laughs> nah, but he's, True. what, he's 28 and Kim's like... But, like, the thing is with Pete Davidson, there's so much content about him all over the internet. Like, she knows what he's like before she even dates him. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know if that's very fair. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. Unfortunately, you don't get an extra Love Island episode from us this week, but you should go back and listen to all of our old ones because we debriefed the finale yeah if you're really missing that love island kind of content in your life go and re-listen to our debriefs because <laughs> also go and sign up go and sign up to the culture vulture newsletter it's for all our monthly and annually Cisco supporters and it might help love and i get our wisdom teeth out <laughs> Also, thank you to Prime Video for sponsoring this episode and making sure that we can actually keep Culture Vulture running. Also, thank you to T.I. Have Butler, who's going to be our, I want to say Goblin Master, but I think it's Dungeon Master, <laughs> who's not only a producer, but also going to be our Goblin, Goblin Master. Master. <laughs> He's been promoted to Goblin Master. <laughs> you are not just a Dungeon Master, you are now a Goblin Master. Well, he Loki is the master of two goblins in this True. studio. <laughs> True. Um, and Liv, thanks as usual. Thank you. Thank you, Thanks, Lucy. you were fine. <laughs> I'm glad you took time out of your working holiday to be here with me. <laughs> it's a working holiday, Dar. The working holiday. I don't holiday. get to choose. No, true, true, true. It is a tough life out there. <laughs> oh, anyway, we'll see you all next week. Bye. 